All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. And I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! How lucky are you? And it is 12 o'clock noon on Saturday, November, not November, December 4th. Can you believe it's already December? And it is a gorgeous, I mean, unbelievably gorgeous, beautiful day in Central Florida, where I'm very glad to be and not in California. And just a brief um, sidetrack about that. Okay, when I was in California, the thought of Florida, it like never crossed my mind. Never thought of it until COVID came. And then Florida was the open place, the place to go. We are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Wanted to share with anyone who's interested out there. Um, it takes a so, super uh, duper long time yeah. okay. to Yay. boot it up. Um, and so I, anyways, and now tonight I'm going to not give you some information. Yay. A doctor. Um, which... I forgot what it is. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Yay. I guess we'll see what happens, right? Because it was open and people were still acting like Americans. So I came to Florida. I came to Orlando. And, you know, I've been to Orlando to go to Disneyland. You know, and I came to Orlando once when my brother went to Daytona for his birthday. And so I thought, well, you know, I just had heard some good things about it. It's an up-and-coming city. Um, you know, I heard it was a good investment place and heard that it was open <laughs> and, um, I never thought of any of the other cities in Florida. I don't know why. I don't know why they never crossed my mind, never thought of it. And now that I'm here in Florida, I, first of all, am stunned by the gorgeous winter weather. I mean, I'm from San Diego and I've never heard of weather this good. And so I just want to just do that and say that I'm very surprised. And now that I'm in Florida, much like when I was in California, there's so many places in California you can visit in a very short period of time because you can just drive anywhere. And now that I'm here in Florida, it's even more amazing because everything is like a four-hour drive away at the most. And so, and everything is on the coast. You know, I live in the very middle. So that said, I just want to give my plug. I'm happy to come to Florida. If you are coming to Florida, please don't bring your Democrat politics with you. Bring your conservative Republican politics with you because we don't want to destroy the state. The state is beautiful. It's running great. People are great. It's great here. It's the most diverse place I've ever seen, by the way. And if you want to talk about Americans being racist, this is not the place to deal with that because everybody here is a different race. You could have a room of 100 people and have 100 different races in that room. And everybody mixing just fine. I don't see it. I don't see the racism. I, I live in the most diverse community I've ever seen in my whole life. I'm not kidding you. And everybody just fine with everybody else. So, um, so don't buy into the myths that are being promulgated on the mainstream press. And now I'm going to give you a talk because it's 12 noon. And look how late I'm doing my podcast. I want to give you a little talk about restless leg syndrome. Some of you are interested. Some of you like the politics. Some of you like the restless legs. But right now I'm on the restless legs because it's been a really long road. And I'm, I'm thinking that I'm in a good place right now. Last night, I so the night before was a good night. Last night was an even better night. 
And as you can see, I slept really late. Um, and how that worked for me is I have a volunteer job on Friday night. Well, I had a volunteer job on Friday night mm -hmm. last night that went until like about 11 p.m. And so given that it went till 11 p.m., I didn't get home till like 11.30, quarter to 12. And then I went for a walk, like about a 45-minute walk. And I was not in my house even until I put on my headphones and listened to stuff while I walk around. And I went, you know, where the houses are. And I enjoyed all their beautiful Christmas decorations at night. And then I came home and it was like 12.30. And that's when I started doing my take my vitamins my my magnesium and i was at 12 30 taking my like eight o'clock magnesium or my 10 o'clock magnesium and so you know i really pushed it to late and then like at 1 30 i took my bedtime magnesium and bedtime magnesium has been shifted to where i'm only taking l3 and 8 l3 and 8 and i do believe that i'm taking well, I'm taking 1,000 milligram doses and then I'm taking like two of them before bed, like within about an hour apart. No other magnesiums. I slept with dreams. I must have, I, I don't, I, I remember having restless legs a little tiny bit. You know, I, it started when I was at my, at my volunteer job. I had to get up and walk around. And then I walked home. I, did, I couldn't really sit still till about 1.30. But then I went to lay down in my bed around 2.30. I think I got up a couple times. And then I don't remember anything except for sleeping and being in dream world and being in a luscious, beautiful dream. And then waking up at like, I don't know, 7 or 8 o'clock to go to the bathroom and then back to sleep until 10.30 and then lay to bed for another 20 minutes. And now that means that my whole, like now my whole morning is moved to later time of day, which means my lunchtime is at a later time of day, which means my dinner time is at a later time of day. And I have a volunteer job again tonight. And so that will be a repeat of last night. And if I can do it two, three nights in a row, I can start training my brain. You know what I mean? Which I've been working on this for a long time. And any little change, it screws it up. So if I could just do this for long enough in a row... I mean, it's any time I have a good time, it's good for me. So that is the update on the restless legs. It's not really what I wanted to focus my attentions on um, today. And what I wanted to really focus my attention on today is um, I really want to talk about this thing about COVID-19 Omicron. You are listening to... The one and only Dave Fremlin Show on Podbean. Now, did I or... Oh, you know what I want to talk about first? I want to talk first about what's happening with me and my family because this is related to COVID. And, okay, what happened with COVID was my father lives in a nursing home. He has bad Alzheimer's, but he did not have any physical ailments he only had a memory problem only he was in fine and perfect physical health and he was living in a um you know a um assisted living home with my stepmom and they came around the time they were going to do the vaccines and it was too new for me and i knew that it's going to cause a problem because it just i just don't trust 
And it's so new. And there was no need for it because nobody in that, they had never had a single documented case of COVID in like, you know, nine months in that home. And it came time to do the vaccines. And my brother sent me a text message at like six o'clock in the morning. And he knows better saying, I'm telling him to vaccinate dad. And I objected and I objected loudly and I objected loudly enough that our whole family is divided in two. And I told him, I go, do you feel strongly enough? I go, do you see how strongly I feel about this? I'm like literally like, I'm literally like threatening to call the police on him to like get him to stop. Okay. And he is completely ignoring my pleas. And the more that I plead with him to, to listen to me, the more he ignores it. And it completely devalued me completely and my thought process is if we're making a decision about my father and the more that i have an objection the more that you don't even want to listen to me you shut me down it is a big insult first of all to me it does not serve my father because shouldn't you listen to what i have a big objection and this is about the health of our father, about an experimental vaccine that's not necessarily needed. And you're talking to me at six in the morning. You know what I mean? And you're not even letting me present my case. And so what happened was I just digressed further than where I wanted to go. And what happened was uh, in the long run, I was like, are you willing to divide our family? Because if you do this, we will never talk again. Okay. You are dividing our family. And he was, he didn't care. And now I'm divided from the family and guess, no, nobody cares. Like I'm out of the family and they don't care. And I personally think I'm better off. Unfortunately, after they lied to me and vaccinated, so they told me they weren't going to vaccinate him. And the people at the home, they said, we never do this. If there's a family objection, we make sure everybody agrees. Well, later on, my dad started having symptoms, symptoms of micro blood clots, falling down getting dizzy now granted he had dementia already but he had perfect health perfect circulation perfect blood pressure he was healthy in every other way until about two three months after this thing that happened with me and my brother so they vaccinated him behind my back with complete disrespect to any objections that i might have all right and now my father is almost dead okay there's only been about six months and now my father they're like, they've released him to go home and die. All right. He can't get out of a wheelchair. My brother does not, re he does not relate it to the vaccine. He won't listen to me. I don't talk to him anymore. My mom, when I tell her, you know, my brother, if you miss me, blame it on my brother because because of him, we'll never see each other again. She doesn't want to hear it. She doesn't want to talk about it. I don't even know why I call them at all. In fact, I, the more that I don't call them, Although I do have this like really bad chip on my shoulder, I think the best way to get rid of that is to let time heal the wound. And if I keep going in and poking at the wound, it's never going to heal. So I talk to my mom once a week only. I minimize the conversations. My father, I've accepted it. My brothers have basically disregarded me and put my father in jeopardy and killed him. And we will never probably have any conversations again. And so this is what COVID has done. To family, I'm a typical American family. I am a typical American family, and this is what has happened. Any cracks that we already had in our family have now been made into gaping wounds. Any little crack 
Okay, what they what happened to me, I'm not mad at them for vaccinating my father. I mean, I'm mad at them for vaccinating my father, yeah. Okay. But he was already old. You know what I mean? He was already not he doesn't remember anything anyway. Like to me, the sooner that he dies, the better. Not to sound cruel, but I mean it's more cruel to let him keep lingering the way he is. So let's just be real and be honest about it. You know what I mean? When he dies, he'll then be in heaven, he'll be with his mom, with his sisters. He will not have to be, he doesn't want to not have a memory and be taken care of dribbling in a cup. You know, now that he's got all these other physical problems, who wants to be him? So yeah, I'm angry that they did that. But I'm more angry that I was told and, and treated for the last seven years while I was needed in the family, supposedly, while I was an essential worker. Uh, I was told I was smart. I was told I was this, I was that. Oh, you know, you do sell yourself short, Dave. You're a lot smarter than you think. But then when there was actually a reason for an, in an intellectual discussion and I actually had information, nobody wanted to hear it. They don't think I'm smart enough to read. My own brother, he's like, a year, you know, I told him, I said, I've been reading about this thing for three months now. Well, I know more than you because I've taught the same class in chemistry for the last 25 years. Like if you're going to teach the same class for 25 years, you don't even have to learn one new thing. Me, I, I get a new headline and I go and I deep dive into every piece of information I can find. Do you think I can't read? Do you think I can't read? Seriously? You think I'm not able to read and take in information because it might have a couple of technical things in it, you bastard? Jesus Christ. Oh, sorry for taking the Lord's name in vain. Anyway, um... I seriously have a problem with that and has put a riff in my family. I'll probably never see my family again. And so this is, you know, this, and I'm just one, one typical American family. I'm Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. And they don't even care enough about how I feel about what's going on that they still send me like a Hanukkah card. You know, they still send me a card. Hi. Don't just leave me alone. You have shown me. I'm like a teddy bear to them. I'm not a serious thing. Yeah, I'm a thing that when I come around, I'm cute and cuddly. And I just make people smile. And that's all I'm good for. I'm not good for making important decisions, things like that. So f screw them. And so I didn't mean to go off on that ramp, but maybe the people out there need to hear it. So this is the truth. This is, I'm a typical American person. I have moved out of my home. I've moved all the way across the country. I live alone with no friends, hardly. I'm not going to make any new friends until I know how they think ahead of time. Yeah, I'm going to observe and watch before I listen and hear because actions speak much louder than words. And I've already been burned in Florida. I've already been suckered and taken advantage of in Florida even already. So until I can learn the lesson, until I can make proper friends that are, treat me properly, it's better to be alone. I'm serious. So if you're out there, and, 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 and okay, don't get me wrong. It takes, if you're going to do the thing that I'm doing, I'm, okay, my family is going through a typical American thing right now. A lot of American families are going through this, okay? But not everybody is like me, Okay. And if you want to be, if you want to do the right thing, you need to grab yourself. If you're a man, you need to grab yourself by the balls and you need to, to move forward and don't look back. 
And if you're a woman, you need to hoist those titties in the air and, and, and face forward and not backwards. And you need to like just, you know, move forward. Backwards is not the answer. Regret is not the answer. Okay. Learn from lessons that are put so directly in front of you. Like right now, the lesson in front of me could not be more clear. It could not be more clear that I have to deal with my own feeling of my own way to be before people that can be attracted to me can really know the real me. Because if I'm going around trying to please people and I don't, I'm so afraid I won't have any friends that I just like kiss ass, nobody is going to be, when I, I'm never going to be satisfied with my friends if I am not a genuine person around them. And if, in order to be a genuine person, I have to know how to be that alone before I can present that to the world. And that doesn't mean I'm going to go out to the world and go, oh, yeah, this, that, the other. I believe that not everybody's business who and how I am. The, the, the one thing to do, and this I was talking to my therapist about this the other day. He didn't quite get what I meant. But you have to, you have to evaluate where the level of the friendship actually exists in reality and you have to then treat that relationship accordingly. And what that means is when I'm at the grocery store and I have three minutes or minute and a half with a, with a checkout clerk, I'm not, t they say, oh, how are you doing today? They don't really want to know, oh, my foot hurts and I was at the gym last night and I hurt my elbow and I didn't sleep well, I have restless legs. That's a different level of friendship than the friendship that says, hey, how you doing at the grocery store? So if I treat the grocery clerk when they say, how are you today? Like they really are my best friend. The line in back of me is going to grow longer and longer and longer. And that clerk is going to be bad at her job. But she's going to never want to see me again. So that is not the appropriate time or place. To That's not that level of friend. However, did you find everything you were looking for today? Well, no, I couldn't find. Where do you keep eggs? Okay, that's the level of relationship that is appropriate with the clerk at the grocery store, unless you know them outside of the store. And if you see that clerk every day, you know, you go shopping every day when they're on their shift and then they start to get to know you, you know, and then you say, oh, they see you every day. Oh, wait, well, yeah, I live next door, you know. Then you see them and, and one day they say, oh, you know, I see you every day. I, I get off at this time. I want to go have coffee. That's a different whole story. That's another whole issue. But And then, you know, you need to have, or I, we, they, one, needs to have, uh, you know, a sense of where the actual relationship falls in order to not be hurt or disappointed or, you know, have your expectations not met with the friendship. It is not easy. Let me repeat that. It is not easy. And the most important way to do it, this, I learned this in the 10th grade. 10th grade. And I'm 57 now. And I'm still learning it. The way to meet appropriate people. Are you ready for this? You be good with you. And you go about your day doing the things you want to do with your day. And in your week, month schedule. And along the way, if you are consistent and you are being genuine with, with who you are, all right, if you are being authentic 
and you are going about your day doing the things you want to be doing during those days, sooner or later, you will start to attract and meet and be attracted to other people that are doing the same things on the same days in the same place that you are doing them. Get it? For example, I every Tuesday night, I take a tap class and a beginner hip-hop class. And every week, approximately the same, there's a core group of about four to six people that are generally always there. And I've been going for a year. And after the course of a year, there are people in the class that we talk and we don't, we haven't gone out outside of class. However, the cla- the the conversations get more and more in depth and now we have each other's phone numbers so we could meet outside of class if we chose to. And, um, and then, you know, maybe another year goes by, then those people are a part of my life. But it's because I'm doing the thing that I want to do that makes me happy and the other people that are made happy in the same way as me at the same time, they're in the same path. And in my opinion, that has been the best advice I ever had. And it's not easy. It certainly is not easy. Um, and the hardest part is showing up and being genuine because somebody says something to you, you, do, you don't want to agree. You want to disagree. But then you think, well, if I disagree, why would we even have a conversation? And then, so then that's not the appropriate person? Or do you want to have a friend that you disagree with? At this point in my life, I'm tired of disagreeing with everyone. I've always been the one who disagreed and I've either had to disagree and stand my ground or else I've had to just cave and just agree and then go home and be upset that I agreed, okay? It doesn't work for me either way. And so at this point, I'd rather just find like-minded people and form what we call safety in numbers, form you know a clan of people that, not a clan in a negative sense, uh, you know, a group of people, a, 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 a what do you call social group you know uh, of people that are like-minded what's wrong with that why does every conversation have to be a combative situation they don't in my family back home every conversation had to be a combative conversation my answer to that is why why can't i say look at that pretty flower and you say my god flowers are pretty instead you have to say well it's not as nice as it could be and then you have to make me argue with you Like, why do you want to pick an argument with me with every time I open my mouth? Do you know how tiring it is? I live next to my mother. Every time I open my mouth, I got an argument. I say, please don't argue with me. And she said, well, I'm not arguing with you, which in that very sentence is an argument. My God, after seven years, and she doesn't understand why I would want to move away. Like, you are arguing with me every time I open my mouth. Oh, no, no, I never argue with you. All right, you never argue with me. So now I'm the one who has to back down on the reality to put make her reality real, in which case that makes my reality unreal and I'm frustrated. So I'm not there anymore. So that's my podcast for today. I don't want to really go on ranting. Um, the title of the podcast is going to be Something I'll figure out after I listen to it. Okay, thank you and have a nice day. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written...
directed and produced by Dave Fremland and is a Dave Fremland production. Thank you for listening.